Welcome to the Rewired Podcast. It's been a while. I'm here with my breathwork sister, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, how are you doing today? I'm fabulous. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm great. So Chelsea and I have been doing uh, a series of just short uh, Instagram uh, what is it, live sessions around breathwork, just trying to share different sort of concepts and ideas around breathwork and how you can use that to add ease and flow to your life, which is what we're going to talk about today. But before we start, um, Chelsea, maybe you could just share a little bit about you um, with whoever is listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Um, so I am Chelsea, and I am your holistic self-care coach. I have a background in corporate health care, and so I am well-versed in stress, and I am well-versed in dealing with anxiety and fear. Um, so it has been a long time for me that I've kind of delved into self-development and self-improvement um, because I've always been looking to um, reach resiliency when, uh, like in my everyday life, especially with my professional career. And I found it challenging until I found breathwork. And so I am so glad that I stayed with this, um, the self-development and the self-improvement until I found the breathwork because it was the energy piece of clearing the energy from the system that I realized allowed my nervous system to reset to zero. So Brian told me before, you're going to have to like introduce yourself. And I like, dislike talking about myself and love talking about self-care. Um, but I have a blended family. And so there's stress around that. Um, and just everyday life hits you. And so I was just always looking for a better way of dealing with stress. And I like to say that I help people deal with stress, fear, anxiety, any of that sort of stuff better, not more. So that's what I'm bringing out into the world is how can you make your life more simple? How can you care for yourself? How can you not be settling any longer? And that's the work that I'm super passionate about. I very recently left my corporate career. It was a very scary decision for me to make. Um, but I have never felt more in alignment and more flow and ease in my life since making that decision. So I love sharing that part of my story and uh, I'll just leave it there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Actually, every time I talk to you, I learn a little bit more about you. So that, that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. And that's actually interesting that you mentioned when you discovered breathwork. I don't know if I've ever asked you, what was it for you that was the catalyst to say, hey, I'm going to try breathing consciously to see what that does for me? So uh, full disclosure, um, my coping mechanism is emotional eating. And so I had registered for a course again into the self-development and improvement. I had registered for a course in how to, um, you know, be aware of this and to build better habits or break patterns in doing this. As part of that course that I was doing, they did a breakout session and they brought in a breathwork facilitator. And um, interesting note, um, I, for my entire life, I was always the girl who had all of the answers. I fixed everything and I never cried. So in my corporate career, people used to be like, you are so stressed, but you look like cool as a cucumber. And I used to think that was a badge of honor. Like I was dying inside. So all of this would lead me to go home into emotional peace. And I wanted to stop doing this. I wound up in this course. They did this breakout session. And it was the first time ever that within two minutes of doing the breath work, I started to sob uncontrollably. And I felt this release that I've never felt before. 
So to say that I stumbled across breathwork is 100% the truth. I had no idea what I was signing up for. And I thought it was weird, honestly, when they started talking about it. The feeling I had afterwards was what kept me coming back for more to the point that I went and got certified and I've never looked back from it. Yeah, created yeah. that curiosity of where, where are those tears coming from? What's that all about? Oh, and the feeling, the light, the calm, and, and that resiliency was just so instantaneous for me. It, it was just like, I want more of that. I yeah. want more. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just quickly share a little bit about breath work for me. And meditation has been you know, a staple in my life for about 12 years, you know, formally. Um, at the mindfulness center for about a decade, but it wasn't until about, I guess, you know, four years ago or so that um, I, you know, I love, I've been kind of following Wim Hof for such a long time, going back to his documentaries before he became, you know, almost a household name, I guess, uh, recently. And I remember trying his breath work um, just randomly through uh, off of YouTube or something to, you know, sort of listen to that a little bit and then try it out before uh, a meditation. I remember thinking, wow, like all of my years of meditation, I haven't been able to get to that place that I could almost get to every single time with 15 minutes of this breathing. Um, and, and it really changed my perspective entirely. And it's, so it's been a part of everything I do ever since. And I've been evangelizing it to everybody else who, who can hear, who, uh, who is also you know, looking for a way to manage all the stress and all the things in life, uh, which is which is a good segue to what we're going to talk about, and that's ease and flow. Um, so, how would you define ease and flow? Ease and flow, I would define as simplicity, where you have this neutrality in your being. Um, it's not even really that you feel happy or you feel joy or anything. It's really that you feel, for me, at peace. And like everything is coming easily. Nothing is hard. When stuff starts to get hard in my life, that's where I start to look and go, okay, how can I simplify this? Why am I forcing this? And what, what is not working for me? Um, and, it, and oftentimes it's just, we need a rest. Our society is so geared towards having to be productive. Our society is so geared towards Pleasure is bad because it's what you get from being productive enough. It's the end result of that. Pleasure for me is the first sip of coffee in the morning. Ease and flow, sitting there and receiving. Um, you know, sunshine on my face. Looking little duckies that are swimming around. Like it's really changed what ease and flow means in my life. Because I was go, go, go all of the time. And I had to achieve in order to be somebody. And... Like, to be honest with you, my corporate career was not ease and flow for me. It was very out of alignment with what I was doing because it was so not who I was anymore. I love that. It's, uh, it does require um, such a powerful shift in mindset to sort of change the lens, as you said, noticing that those little things, the duckies and really being present with that sip of coffee and just being taking a moment to breathe a deep breath be grateful for that moment um, versus when you're not at ease and flow as you said we're working so hard we're when when the obstacles obstacles come up we just try to push harder sometimes you know and that's where we burn out yeah yeah and and using the coffee as an example like enjoying that coffee with all five senses your eyes 
the smell of it, the taste of it, the sensation, the temperature, like really being um, present with that. And the thing for me is that before I would have felt like that was very frivolous, like you're wasting time sitting there noticing. Yet, I would argue that that's why we're actually here. We're actually here to experience with all five of our senses in the moment and to slow down. Right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's so, so much beauty in the moment. But yeah. in order to enjoy that beauty, you do need to be in the present moment. <laughs> not, not toiling about um, the rest of the day or carrying around the, the, all of the anger and resentment or unforgiveness from the past. So, um, so you've done some work to get to the place now where you can, you can actually be in a moment where you, you can say, okay, life does happen for me, not to me. It does change everything, like having the mindset. But how do you do that every day? Because some days, you know, you're going to wake up and shit has hit the fan. You've got it all coming down on once. Do you still enjoy that sip of coffee in those mornings with that sort of level of awareness? Um, I talk about this all of the time, energy tracking. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling like you can engage with social media? Are you feeling like you can engage with other people? If you can't, do you feel uh, worthy enough to step away from that and recognize your needs, your self-care, right? Full body self-care, mind, body, and soul, recognizing your needs. And it, it's, it's growing in awareness for your worthiness and where you can engage and where you can disengage and allowing that flow. If things feel hard, there's a reason for it. So every morning, yes, I enjoy my coffee in the morning because that, that, that's like my, that's like my favorite time. But there are other things throughout the day where I would go for a walk and I would be more in my head than out and because I'm, I'm energetically not able to receive that. And I think when we're in flow, for me, that um, allowed me to open and soften and to receive rather than to be doing. And, and for me, that's what flow feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah, what comes up for me is, as well, what you said, to create that ease and flow, you do need to have those rituals, preferably in the morning. I mean, for me, the way I set up my morning is the way I set up my day. And if I don't protect time to do that, it's a different, different day. It ends in a very different place, uh, you know, energetically and emotionally for me. So I think it's so important to, to take that time, to protect that time, just for that reflection. Uh, if it's a meditation, it's a breathwork session, that time with your coffee, some journaling, whatever it is, a walk in, a walk in nature, to really set up the day properly and you know that might seem like a lot for busy people because that's the stuff that you leave to the end when when there isn't actually no time to do it yeah but doing that consistently over time creates a whole different experience in your life I mean as you know that probably you probably didn't get there overnight but over time yeah and I heard you mention busy and a busy person the first thing that I ask them is why why do you leave no time in your day for yourself? Because I used to live that life because I didn't feel like I was worthy of it because I felt like my purpose was for everybody else and bringing everybody else their happiness. And so when I see people who cannot take two, like a morning ritual can be two minutes. It can be, but it's dedicated time that you, like you say, journal or you, um, whatever it is that you choose to do, it's dedicated time for yourself. 
And as the experience and the practice begins to grow for you, you will then start investing more into it. Yeah. You're never going to be like the super busiest person who had one hour a day to themselves and wake up the next morning and start a four hour morning routine. Like that's, that's just not realistic. But as you, as you learn that busyness is a lack of something in your life that you are filling the void. And that's where the, like, again, flow starts to come to you very much. Like, why am I doing the things that I'm busy? It's it's fill your own cup first, and that's the difficult thing for people to sometimes do. As you said, um, the worthiness piece is huge, and I mean, and that's you know that's a whole year's worth of podcast to get into the traumas behind that feeling, um, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that at some point soon, but um, but yeah, I think initially it's just protecting time to fill your own cup first. That's 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 the shift that a lot of people need to sort of be aware of, I think, because we're so used to giving our time to others, giving our energy without actually filling our own cup first. And, and that's really difficult for some people to grasp, especially when they've been doing that type of behavior for you know their whole lives. Yeah, and I, I mean, transformation is not overnight, it's incremental. And I always explain that it's kind of on the periphery of your awareness as you start building block by building block creating an awareness that that all of a sudden will fall into place for you. Like, again, you're not going to wake up in the morning and have a beautiful morning routine that works for you. And I teach my clients to self-awareness is the most important thing because what works today may not work tomorrow. And you need to understand how to shift yourself to what does. I don't feel like journaling today. I want to do breath work. I don't want to do breath work this morning. I'd like to stretch. I want more hydration. I want to get into water. Like, knowing what you want in the moment. And then we get into this, well, isn't that selfish? And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Are you saying you're going to go take eight hours and do that? No, you're saying I'm taking 20 minutes. And honestly, if you can't find 20 minutes, I would argue why you don't feel that you're worthy of that. You'll give that to your children. You'll give that to your boss. You'll give that to your spouse. Who's giving it to you? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, awareness, awareness, awareness. I think that, you know, that, yeah. that's what it really boils down to. I mean, for a lot of things and it takes time to sort of develop that awareness because awareness really is a synonym for mindfulness as well. And that's, you know, yeah. my sort of core area and it's really teaching people to sort of stop and just notice, notice what's happening in you, not just externally, but the way you're feeling, I mean, the thoughts you're having, you know, the judgments you're making to yourself or others. Are you being kind and compassionate to yourself? And so being able to be checking in with yourself throughout the day does create ease and flow. I know for, and something you said earlier that really resonated with me as well is, you know, when things are challenging, if you have a, a pure intention, you're doing the work and you're doing all the things, sometimes the universe gives you these challenges for a reason. Maybe this is the, not the right direction. And so being a little more patient, being able to just sort of say, okay, you know, um, that's interesting. I'm not sure what that is, but as I mentioned before, I believe, and this is the mindset piece that life happens for us, not to us. And I think when you really understand or really believe that, and that, that takes some faith too, uh, 
that you know it will work in the right way over time. And, and the cool thing is, is when you've been doing this work for a while, that you start to, you know, Vishen Lakiani calls it from Mind Valley, he calls it kind of bending reality where you're actually able to have strong intentions for certain outcomes and not push, you know, maintaining the ease and flow, but you actually start to manifest things in a really quick way sometimes. It could be just synchronicities, little signs. It doesn't just show up at your door like an Amazon package, but it's, you know, an interesting process. And there's just so much, so much beauty when we can sort of get out of our own way and, and bring more awareness into our lives. Yeah, and an interesting exercise that I would invite people to do is look back at the last couple of times that something hasn't gone uh, the way that you thought that it would and journal out what actually happened and journal out, you know, where you thought it was going to go and how it actually went. And, you know, be aware of, yeah, we think we know how it's going to turn out, but universe or source or God or whatever it is has a, a plan. And, you know, for you to be aware and open to receive again, you know, and, and that takes um, creating safety for you to sit back into that. But here's what I know is you will always be supported, but it might not be how you thought it would look. Yes. And that's, that's part of the, the I'm not going to say fun of life and stuff, but if you can open yourself to that rather than being so close. And, and again, me and my corporate career, I managed the shit out of everything. I knew exactly what was going to happen all of the time. I never allowed for things to happen because if something didn't go according to my plan, it was a failure, right? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't plan for that. I am not as big as God, right? Like we're just not or source or universe or whatever you want yeah. to say. Yeah. So when you soften and open and receive, mm -hmm. like it's such a nice place and it's way less exhausting. <laughs> it so is <clears throat> because we, you know, there, there are days um, still when I feel that, okay, I don't care, but I, I have to sprint for this next two hour stint. This is what's happening. I know there's space on the other side of that, but it really is like pressing the gas and the brake at the same time, energetically, by the time you come through some of those things, you are completely burnt and people live like that every day. You know, I think they say 70% of people chronically stressed, meaning they're probably not that aware. They're just doing that to themselves every day. And then, uh, as you said, you know, covering up with eating and all kinds of other things to sort of fill the void uh, in between. Um, so just to, um, as we get to the end, I just wanted to ask you, as far as ease and flow goes, what would you recommend somebody do um, who is completely new to this to this type of work on the breathwork perspective? What would you recommend they do uh, when they actually have that, those moments of awareness? Like, wait a minute, I'm I'm, I'm bouncing off the same thing here. I'm, I'm stuck. What would you recommend they do to sort of create some ease and flow? Yeah, great, great uh, question. I would recommend to anybody who has an awareness that things are too much in this moment right now to give themselves permission to slow down. Just simply say to yourself, let's just take a break for two minutes here. If you can sit down, if you can like relax your eyes, bring your shoulders down, relax your jaw and just bring in awareness to your breath and start deep breathing. Doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't have to be anything. 
but just allow yourself to rest. I mean, that's the thing that I think most people don't is that we, we receive medals for pushing through. There are no medals for pushing through. I would argue there's actually more of a medal for sitting down and taking a moment for yourself. And then, you know, bringing awareness to what is it that is not working right now. So a lot of people will tell me, I don't know. I don't know what doesn't feel good or doesn't feel in flow. So then I would ask them, okay, what feels less bad? Like, do it incrementally. It doesn't have to be black and white. Do what you can in the moment. Yes. Yeah, that's great advice. And, you know, the way you, <clears throat> the way you started that as well is, you know, if you have the awareness, because that's so important just to be able to have that little moment. I, I actually have people set a notification um, who I coach on their, on their device just to do exactly that. You know, just that split second wake up call. Just stop whatever you're doing, slow down. Um, and you don't need at that point any fancy breathwork techniques. There's lots of those that we can get into later. But just a few deep conscious breaths will, you know, activate parasympathetic nervous system, bring those brain waves down a little bit from the high beta or wherever they were spinning at in chaos. And um, yeah, just, just stop and slow down and, and take that moment to, to reset, recalibrate. Yeah. Um, I would also invite people if they, in that moment, feel like they can't, I would ask why. What doesn't feel safe in this moment for you to slow down? That's how we begin to create our awareness. Most of the time you'll find that it's going to be pleasing somebody else or serving somebody else. The reason that we don't feel like we can give ourselves permission to sit back into safety. And, you know, again, the, growing the awareness, if we do that 10 times a day and 10 times a day, it's because of somebody else, then we really need to make some shifts in your life in order for you to grow your worthiness so that you can look after your needs. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so many things hidden in plain sight, uh, right? That we, we don't notice. Absolutely. Until we stop and notice. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and it, it all comes down to awareness. I mean, you and I've worked on this on years. Like we didn't wake up like this one day and be like, okay, it all fell into place. It was on our periphery and it made sense when it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. it's been years of, of growing this. But working with a coach helps you um, get that long lasting transformation quicker because we've done the work for you. We've gone to the courses, we've read the books, we've like consolidated it. And we can also give you that mentorship um, and the accountability. Yes. And that's the beautiful <clears throat> piece, right? Yeah. I, and I always say, you know, time, I don't think anybody can argue. It really is the most precious commodity we have. And, you know, working with a, with a coach or a teacher or a guide that can help you save time by in going the right direction <laughs> that's the other thing i mean so many people they read a book they, they, they go off in that direction the next book they're going in a different direction um, without any kind of sort of progression over time and, and check-ins and accountability so that's yeah. uh, and i find the toughest piece for people is integration i read the book now what mm, yes. i read the next book so yes. that's, again, where the coach or the guide or the facilitator really helps you with that because that accountability piece is what integration feels possible for you yep. and how can we measure that the next time that we get together. 
Yeah. Integration is key. I mean, you can go to every course, read every book, go to every guru, unless you integrate it into your life, it's not going to do anything. I've spent many years in that loop, so I'm fully aware. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, Chelsea, it's always a pleasure chatting with you, so I look forward to doing this again soon. Yeah, me too. Always okay, a good yeah. time. Have a beautiful day. Hey, thank you, that.